Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with the legendary Isaiah Thomas today live on the Goodyear Hotline. NBA playoffs, fast and furious. NFL monster trade any minute. A legend stepping down. All that and more. But the opening salvo today is obvious. Here we go! Only one place to start. Final score, Phoenix by 30. I don't know, man. We got our kids. I mean, it's just that simple. You see how they handle the pressure on Thursday. Thought they would handle it better tonight. Find out what we made them. We'll find out how bad we want this. Ladies and gentlemen, LeBron is on LeBrink. He has fallen, and I'm not sure he's going to get up. Anthony Street Clothes Davis better come walking through that door in a pair of shorts or it's going to be over in a hurry for the Lakers. Now, I will admit, we used to have an expression on Mike and Mike, the funny outweighs the mean, and it is completely unfair to make fun of Anthony Davis, who was legitimately hurt. Some players are injury-prone, and that's just the reality of the situation. But when Charles Barkley called him street clothes last night, I have to confess that in the midst of an otherwise disappointing night as a basketball viewer, that made me laugh out loud. But the simple matter is this. The Lakers were outmatched last night and outclassed in every sense of the word. The Suns are like Hamilton. They're young, scrappy, and hungry, and they're not throwing away their shot. So that leads me to this question. What happens if the Lakers go out? I hear a lot of hand-wringing over that. Oh, the NBA can't have it. NBA needs LeBron. NBA needs the Lakers. So what happens if they lose? The answer, nothing The stars drive a lot in this sport, but as one who loves it, take it from me, it can't just be about one guy. When Michael Jordan stopped winning titles, you know what happened? Two years later, Kobe started winning them. Time doesn't stop for one player in any sport. The league will be fine. We will have good teams and hopefully good games. I'm not worried about that. I am, however, worried about LeBron. Because the reality is, usually... When we see the great ones on the big stage for the last time, we don't know it's the last time. With Jordan in 98, the last dance, that was something of an exception. It had been made pretty clear that thing was breaking up. It was pretty clear that might be the last glimpse of Michael Jordan on that stage. When the great ones are on the stage year after year, and this applies to very few of them, but in basketball more than most sports, We don't usually know when it's the last time. And so the question is, last November, when they were playing in that bubble, were we seeing LeBron on that stage for the last time? That's the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. And I'll make it Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. If he doesn't find a way to come back here, have we seen LeBron on the biggest stage in the sport for the last time? He has basically been a fixture in the finals. LeBron James has been in more finals than Michael Jordan was. Jordans were concentrated the six championship series in the eight years. We get it. He carried the sport. LeBron's run of carrying it in that regard has been even longer, just in terms of how long it's lasted. You're aware of how many times he's been there, how many times it's been about him. Is it time for it to be about others now? And so I'm going to ask the members of the hashtag crew who are assembled with me here today, as always. We'll begin with hashtag Nuno, who's as good a basketball fan as anybody I know. That's the question of the day. 
Have we seen LeBron James on the biggest basketball stage for the last time? Nuno. My knee-jerk reaction wants to be, yes, we have, and I think that should be the right answer, but I'm going to do it. Like, the way he gets to manipulate, like, you know, the Anthony Davis situation and getting him (laughs) traded to L.A., like, I still don't put him past that of making one big move, the Lakers making one big move to help him. The way you phrase things is never going to cease being delightful to me. The way he gets to manipulate things. Can he manipulate Anthony Davis into a healthy state? Does Anthony Davis, Luno, does Anthony Davis play in game six tomorrow night? I think he does, and I think he'll—he's going to, and it's and it's going to be bad because he's probably going to put himself out of the rest of the playoffs if they win this series. And, and my question to you then is this: If Anthony Davis, well, he's not on the floor last night. Is it fair for Charles Barkley to dub him street clothes, Anthony Street Clothes Davis, because he's always in street clothes? Is that fair? No, but. The conversation of him being such so injury prone has to be uh, uh, more prevalent in terms of where we rank uh, Anthony Davis in this league. I think that's right. I think that those are all excellent answers, Nuno. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The reality is the old adage is true. The most important ability in sports is availability. And we cannot sit here and say Anthony Davis is a top five player in the NBA if he's just not available at the most important times of the year. And this has happened again. Let me go to Bubba, hashtag Bubba, who joins us here. And many may not realize that before his long and now very successful run in radio production, uh, that Bubba was an NBA scout, used to scout basketball players primarily in uh, overseas, right? Eastern Europe, I know you did a lot of work there and discovered a lot of players who went on to great NBA success. So, Bubba, you have as good an eye for this as literally anyone have we seen LeBron on the biggest basketball stage for the last time? Oh, yeah. We have. He's done. 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 LeBron LeCooked. See ya. Finito. <laughs> you can't see, Bubba. Can I just explain something? For those of you listening on the radio, which is like 99% of the people following this conversation, right. Bubba just gave sort of a thumbs kind of a signal, like a get out of here kind of a signal. And you did that wordlessly. And you realize that we are working in an audio medium, right? So when right. you do that, I now have to explain that you did it. And that's why there was silence when you replied to me. Uh, I went back to my days in Croatia. I, I'm just making that's correct. I mean, you know, back when you were scouting Tony Kukoc, I understand that you could do these give these nonverbal cues but that doesn't work here you believe we are done you believe it is over for lebron on the biggest of stages yeah i just i think with the western conference being as difficult as the as it is plus you add in what's going on with the nets i just i mean i don't know if he's going to get bounced in the first round every year again but i just don't think he's going to win it again all right we will see that's where we begin today hey did you know that getting rid of those black streaks on your roof with spray and forget is as easy as literally spraying and forgetting about it it's called Spray and Forget, and it's literally that easy. Meanwhile, Nuno, your guy was unbelievable last night. Inbound to Dame, has it in the center court circle. Down to seven. Dame in front of Porter. Crosses over, three-pointer for the tie. Got it! With three seconds left. Dame takes it across the timeline, defended by Shaq Harrison. Crosses over, spins around, steps back, fades for three. Got it! Ties it! 50 for Damian Lillard with 6.4 left of the overtime. On his way to 55 last night 
for Dame Dalla, who scored 55 points in a double overtime loss for his Portland Trailblazers in Denver. And here's the problem I have. Nuno, you are starting to rub off on me. Because as I'm going over the notes on that game and watching the highlights this morning and marveling at Damian Lillard, all I can think to myself is, if the Knicks had that guy, they would win this series and they would give anyone in the East a run for their money. He's that good. He's a one-man playoff team. And there literally isn't a player in the sport, including Steph, that I love watching play more than Damian Lillard. Nuno, you've done it. You've rubbed off on me. Isn't it dangerous? Like, once the Knicks started being, you know, good and uh, and where they're at right now, it's like, hey, that guy would be great in New York. But, you know, in thinking about it, as much as he would help the Knicks and win the series and depending on how Embiid is, you know, possibly beat, you know, beat the 76ers, it would still be putting him in kind of in the same situation, right? Like a team that might make it to the second round and he's going to carry, do all the heavy lifting and you're still not going to win a championship. I don't think that's right. I think if you put, look, the Nets big three, something's going to have to be done because if they just run rampant through the playoffs this year, which I am starting to fear they're going to do, they averaged 86 points a game for the series. 85.2 is where it wound up. They had 104 points in the decisive game four. I know it didn't decide the series literally, but it decided it figuratively. I mean, this is a, a, a threesome that came together. They played eight games together during the regular season. They have never guarded anybody in their lives, and they're going to win the championship. And if that happens, we need to do something. I don't know what. But that's just an absolute disaster for the sport. But short of that... I don't think there's anything that Damian Lillard couldn't do in New York for you, Nuno. If you if you had Dame Lillard on this team, all other things being equal, and you may, you move Julius Randle then to his natural spot of being the second best player on this team, I think the Knicks would absolutely have a chance to beat any team in the Eastern Conference besides the big three Nets, who nobody's going to beat in the foreseeable future anyway. What do you think of that? I mean, I like it. I like where you're going. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, you've been on a roll with your, you know, anti-KODs. Like, let's get this going. That's exactly right. I-, I think that's the direction it's going. Anyway, we will make predictions for tonight, courtesy of Nuno in the Google Doc. Also coming up next, it's not talking trash if you back it up. We have a lot to do today, and we have the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas to do it with. That's on the way and a whole lot more. We're just getting started. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. KJ. See when he's on the court and when you need him, if he shows up since he's been in a Laker uniform, which he's done, I'm cool with that. Ad and LeBron will do the same as long as those two are on the floor. I am not betting against LeBron and the Lakers. One more from the NBA. Don't miss Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin tomorrow morning, starting at six Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Two. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. My name is Greeny, and we are brought to you as always, presented by Progressive Insurance, the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas, in our second hour today on the Goodyear Hotline. In 30 seconds, I will give you the scoop on the next round of the NBA playoffs and explain why it's not talking trash if you back it up. Those are 30 seconds away, but I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you about ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who's hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack, but when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, at ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The Scoop. Here's the scoop. The Bucks look really determined, and Drew Holiday is a great addition. This series between the Nets and the Bucks is the Eastern Conference Finals. The Nets got 104 points from the big three in game four the other night. They got 83 last night. They combined to average 85.2 points in this series. That is the most by any trio in any playoff series in league history. And just get used to saying that. It's going to be that way as long as they're together. This, I think, is going to be a great series. Our analytics say the Nets have a 61% chance to beat the Bucks into the next round. And if you're just joining me and hadn't paid much attention last night, the Nets officially bounced the Celtics in a series that I I think you can't draw much from. The Celtics were a team that seemed dysfunctional most of the year and then lost their second best player right before the playoffs. So they had no real chance. Jason Tatum played well. He put up what fight he could. The Celtics, I think, did well to make that a five-game series. But now we'll find out about the Nets. And all things considered... I'm not 100% sure. In fact, let me give you a little quick speak now or forever hold your peace. Let me make this statement. From what I've seen so far in these playoffs, I think the big three, Nuno, Bubba, let me tell me if if anyone wants to, to jump in on this. From what I've seen through the first round of the NBA playoffs, I think the toughest test the big three is going to face in its quest for a championship starts Saturday. I think the toughest series they will have, no matter how far ever far they go, will be Milwaukee. Anyone disagree? Nope. Everyone likes it, right? I mean, I think that's it. I, I think that's a part of me that almost feels like that's the finals. 
I, I think that those are the two teams that I like the best right now. Everyone has turned me on to Milwaukee. They made the right additions. Giannis is the right kind of motivated. They're that kind of good, and obviously the big three is the big three, and that's all there is to it. The Sixers, even with a healthy Embiid, I don't think beat either of those teams. The Hawks certainly don't. Out West, anyone impressed with what you're seeing from the Lakers right now? Anyone blown away with what you've seen from the Clippers so far? Utah, good, very good. I think I favor the Nets or the Bucks in that series. We'll see what winds up happening. Denver, Portland, uh, one way or another. Embiid banged up, goes without saying that's critical. If he's really hurt, then I think Bucks nets clearly is the conference finals. And I will say it. I will make that statement right now. I believe the winner of Bucks nets is my favorite to win the NBA championship. That's who I will pick to win the NBA championship, whoever comes out of that. And it is my expectation that it is going to be the Nets. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Meanwhile, predictions for tonight, courtesy of Nuno in the Google Doc, the legendary Greeny Google Doc. These are the predictions that Nuno made tonight. Wizards at 76ers. If Embiid is hurt, the Sixers will lose to the Hawks. I love Nuno. Nuno is predicting ahead to a series that hasn't even happened yet. Both, neither of the previous series are over. The Sixers are still playing an entirely other team. The Hawks are playing his Knicks tonight. But your prediction on tonight's game, Nuno, is that the Sixers are going to lose to the Hawks if Embiid is injured. Explain yourself. I mean, let's be honest. As much as I love the Knicks, even if they win tonight, I feel that series is over. And the Wizards, I mean, even with... Out Embiid, the 76ers should beat the Wizards, and I'm just looking ahead. Like, that, these series are over, technically, and that's what I'm thinking is Embiid's injury is, and the way the Hawks are playing, uh, they're going to lose. I'm not questioning the thinking. I'm questioning your decision to make that your prediction for tonight. Because Once- other, also, it's Wizards 76ers. Like, you know, the Knicks are on, like, who's really paying attention to the 76ers? See, you Unless want- you look ahead. You once again are shortchanging the fans of every other team on the planet except for the ones you root for. I will merely again point out that we have a Google Doc in which it is your job, your responsibility as the producer of this program, to give me ideas of things I should talk about. And your prediction on a basketball game being played tonight is the outcome of a series that has nothing whatsoever to do with it, that hasn't even begun. But i just beginning. Here is Nuno's prediction on Hawks-Knicks. This is what he writes. Julius needs a big game for not only his confidence, but for the fans who have confidence in him going forward. <laughs> That's true, but it is not a prediction on tonight's game. <laughs> you crack me up, Nuno. You are a, there's something beautiful about you. I mean, but that's how we feel, right? What's the talk, Ben? Oh, Julius, um, you know, it just he can't carry this team, at least in the playoff, you know, in the playoffs. Uh, there's the talk about, like, what are you going to offer him in terms of extending his contract? Mm-hmm. So it becomes like, I need some confidence, Julius. I have confidence in you, but show it. And then finally, Mavs at Clippers. And Nuno writes, yes, Luca is hurt, but when will Porzingis actually carry a team? Those are the predictions, courtesy of Nuno and the Greeny Google Doc looking ahead to tonight's NBA action. Greeny presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Meanwhile, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? There's a phrase that I've always liked, and that is, it's not trash talk if you back it up. 
Trash talk to me has a variety of different connotations. When I played ball when I was growing up, I never talked trash because I could never back it up. If you back it up, then you're just sort of speaking the truth. So I don't consider that anything, anything trashy about that at all. So when Clint Capella said this about the Knicks, candidly, it's kind of hard to argue. They're trying to play tough. I mean, uh, push our guys around and talk shit, but uh, we, we can do that too. Uh, and we show them uh, as soon as they, they, they came back here that we, we can push guys around too. Uh, we can talk as well. So what are you going to do about it? And we can get a win with it. So what are you going to do about it? So here's what I will say. I have mixed feelings on this. One of them is, he's right. The Knicks have to earn that respect. The Knicks have to hear that. They have to walk out on there on the floor tonight and not elbow anybody, not run up the floor at the end of the third quarter and try and chase someone into their huddle. They need to do one thing and one thing only tonight, and that is win. They need to win a game tonight. All this talk is nonsense. It's meaningless. It's irrelevant. So trash talk, whatever it is, their season's on the line. They have to earn that respect. And so I don't have a problem from that perspective with what he said, regardless of my fandom. However, I will say, I'm not sure that's a great idea. When you've got a team down, and I mean down, I don't see a whole lot of reason to try and fire them up. Like, I could see the Knicks coming out of that, no matter how mentally tough they think they are, I could see the Knicks coming out of those two games in Atlanta with their confidence absolutely subterranean. Like, not, I'm not even sure where you would put it. I can see them thinking down deep in the recesses of their mind. You know, I'm always fascinated by this, the psychology of sports, the mentality of the athlete. No matter what happens, you believe you're going to win. You believe, you believe. I've never quite believed that. I've always thought to myself, down deep in the recesses of their mind, these guys know. You just know when you're playing a better team. I have to believe down deep in the recesses of their mind, there is at least some doubt amongst the New York Knicks as to whether they can come back or not. And I think that it might be a mistake on the part of Clint Capella to poke the bear to give them some idea of why that might be. All right, I'm being told that um, there is breaking news. Is it what I'm seeing here from Boston? Is that what I'm? Is that is that what I'm seeing? Yes, correct. Uh, am I? Am, where am I reading it from, guys? Because I'm seeing it in a bunch of different places. I do have breaking news. Let Whoa. me give you. All right, I, I'm getting breaking news here. And and when I came back to radio, one of the things I told you I was most excited about was the idea that news would break during the time of day that I'm on, and indeed. It has. Adrian Wojnarowski has tweeted in the last few minutes. I will read you his series of tweets. Danny Ainge is expected to step down as president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics. Sources tell ESPN. Brad Stevens is expected to assume a more prominent front office role with the team. He tweeted that. Then one minute later, he tweeted, Brad Stevens is moving into the front office on a full-time role And the Celtics are expected to start a search for a new head coach, sources tell ESPN. Celtics staff and coaches have been informed of the changes. And then he tweeted, Ainge has been contemplating leaving the job for several months and had been talking about possible succession plans with ownership. Stevens turns out to be the franchise's choice 
Ainge also moved from head coaching in the NBA to the front office with Phoenix. So, Nuno, send a text to Woj or any of our NBA insiders, and let's see if we can get a little more on this um, whenever they have a second. This is fascinating to me for a variety of different reasons. Okay, let's step back on this a minute. So, if you're just joining us, the breaking news again, Woj reporting, Danny Ainge is stepping aside as the longtime person in the alpha position running the Celtics front office. Brad Stevens is assuming a role in the front office full-time, and they will begin a search for a new coach. I find that, among other things, really weird. Really weird. Someone in my ear tell me how old Brad Stevens is. Brad Stevens is a basketball coach. I knew Brad back when he was coaching in college. I remember he came down to the Dickie V event one year when he had is he's 44. I mean, he's un, he's incredibly young. And remember, he went back-to-back years to the national championship game in college basketball, and he was, I mean, he was the talk of everything, right? He was the darling of college basketball. And then he makes the jump to the NBA, which surprised me to some degree, but whatever. And I have long thought that he would wind up going back to college. He has always felt like more of a college guy to me than anything else. So if things didn't work out in Boston, look, there were some big college basketball openings this year. Big ones. Indiana came open. How much closer to Butler could you be than that? I was sure that that's what the next step would be for Brad Stevens. So I'll start by saying I'm very surprised that the move he wants to make is to go to the Celtic front office, which, to be clear, what I'm saying here is this is not something they could force on him. Some might be saying, well, they shoved him out as coach. Well, if they shoved him out as coach, he he would just leave and go coach somewhere else. Brad Stevens would have a job in 15 seconds if he wanted another job as a coach. So he's choosing to step away from coaching at the age of 44 to go into the NBA, NBA front office. So, A, I personally find that very surprising. And what I was starting to say is that I spent an evening with him at um, Dick Vitale has this magnificent gala every year in Sarasota for the V Foundation. And right when uh, Butler was the talk of everything and then Gordon Hayward had that shot in the air that almost won the championship, whatever game, that, whatever year that was against Duke, 2010 or something like that, he was at the gala and I was seated right near him. And, and so I wound up chatting with him a lot. That guy is a basketball guy. Some guys are just coaches. Like, like, I, I am very surprised that that's what he wants to do. So we'll start with that. Then, you know, the Celtics, I think there's room for some criticism here. Look, Danny Age, I think, on balance, has done a really good job running that organization. But he may have left his powder dry too long. He had all these opportunities to try and make the one big go-for-it kind of move and kept not doing it, kept compiling draft picks, stockpiling, all that kind of stuff. And they went from being the team of the future to the team of the past. And they never really had a present. So it's a shame because, I mean, for them and for their fans, because that was a team that I think looked like they were on the verge of being the team to beat. Like they were ready to succeed LeBron as the team in the East, the beast in the East. And now it's clearly gone sideways, and they've been surpassed a variety of different rays. Now, put the Nets in a different category. The Nets choosing to come together the way they did, that could happen anywhere. It could happen to anyone, and no one can do anything about it. It's the biggest problem the NBA has right now. 
But for the Celtics, I, you know, they still have the makings of a really good team. When you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you have the makings of a good basketball team. So we'll try and get some more on that. But again, the breaking news, courtesy of Woj, just moments ago, Danny Ainge stepping down as president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics and that role being assumed by Brad Stevens moving into the front office on a full-time on a full-time role and they are expected to start a search for a new head coach. All of this I find very very surprising. All right, greeting with you here on ESPN Radio. A reminder if you miss anything on this program ever, there are a variety of different ways you can catch up anytime you want. Uh, two of them jump immediately to mind. One, we stream every single day on ESPN+. Plus. That means you can watch all two hours anytime you want. Our program is also a podcast. Both hours of the show posted daily as a podcast. They're available wherever you listen to podcasts. In the meantime, there's just something I wanted to tell you. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. You know, this is something I've talked about for years, and I, I was fascinated by it over the weekend. I came across a headline. You know, sometimes you're scrolling. They call them clickbait now. You know, they're, they're, it's no longer headlines. It's a, a dated term. When I was in journalism school, one of the copy editing is one of the classes you take as a freshman, in, at least at Medill. When I was a freshman, I took copy editing in, in my journalism school. And the most important part of that is headline writing. The copy editors basically lay out a newspaper and, and write the headlines or are responsible for the headlines. This is something that is a dying art, unfortunately. But one way or another, those things are now called clickbait. And I was scrolling through Twitter the other day, and I came across this phrase. How to stay safe from shark attacks this summer. How to stay safe from shark attacks this summer. And I thought to myself, well, I don't need to read that. I got one great way. You know how you stay safe from shark attacks? Don't swim in the ocean. I've been saying that forever. In the entire history of mankind, no one has ever been eaten by a shark in a pool. Ever. And that's why I don't swim in the ocean. I've been terrified of sharks all my life. I've been saying all my life, I was a kid, a little kid. Jaws came out in 1975, so I was seven or eight years old. When that movie came out, and my parents took me to see it in the theater. Don't ask me why, but they did. I saw Jaws in the theater, and I have been terrified and obsessed with sharks forever. I love it. I can't get enough of watching them. That's Shark Week. I cannot get enough of watching it. And I've always felt that would be the worst thing that could happen to you, to be eaten by anything, like a shark, a lion, a large dog, any, whatever, however that goes. That's just as bad as it could possibly get. So I do not swim in the ocean for that reason. I will wade. I wade in the ocean. I tiptoe, do a little tiptoeing on the ocean, but I don't swim in the ocean. And here's the way I look at it. For the sharks, that's theirs. They, they, they can have that. The sharks can have the ocean. I'll have the land. That's an agreement the sharks and I have. And it's worked out very well all my life. It's why I've never been eaten by one, and I'm never going to be. I guarantee you, this is a headline or clickbait that you will never come across in your lifetime. ESPN broadcaster Mike Greenberg, comma, 53, comma, eaten by a shark. Never going to happen. I promise you. I, there is one thing of which I can absolutely guarantee you, and that that is that that is not going to happen. I'll be honest with you, I don't love the beach anyway. I really don't. Don't like the sand. Don't care for the sand. Not a big sand guy. And to be honest with you, Bubba, I don't like sand. I think the beach is a tad overrated. I like a pool. 
I'm much more of a pool guy, Bubba. Let me ask you a question. You go beach? Let's make this the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Bubba. And, and yep. many may not know that, that Bubba was a, uh, had a, a very lucrative career before he chose to give this up and, and work his uh, magic here in radio production. Uh, Bubba had a, a career as a swimsuit designer. He used to design swimsuits uh, for a variety of different uh, very high-profile brands. So you know a lot about this sort of thing. Uh, are you a pool guy or a beach guy? Uh, no, I would say I'm definitely a beach guy. Beach. I, I enjoy them all, to be honest. I enjoy a beach. I enjoy a pool. I enjoy a lake. I, so I enjoy rotating them around. But if I could only pick one, honestly, I would pick the ocean. Although I would agree with you, of all the things I could do without the sand, that's certainly not my, my favorite part. But I do love going to the ocean and swimming in the salt water the waves and all that going out there in the sun. No, not me. Big ocean guy. I could live with that. No, small ocean sand, guy. Sand, though? I, I, I'm, I'm down on sand. Down on Why do we need it? Like, what am I? Can we do a little quick research into this? I'd like to put together, actually, a committee to look into this. And, and Bubba, if you have the time in your schedule, I'd like you to chair this committee. Sand committee? And yeah. Well, to look into exactly what purpose it is that sand serves, because I know it must have some ecologically. There must be something incredibly important that sand does. But to be completely honest with you, I hate it. I don't like sand. Not a fan of sand. Gets in your shoes, gets in your clothes, I mean, gets, gets under your places. nails. I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's the I, mean, I know what you mean by that. And that's the worst of all, of course. But it doesn't happen to me often because I don't go into the ocean. And that's where that usually happens. But even just taking a stroll on the beach. Then you got to go to that disgusticating little fake shower where the water is always cold, where you just push a little button and a little bit of water comes out to, dr- to wash your feet yeah, off. For like three seconds, you got to keep pushing it. And everyone else has been in there washing their disgusting feet and the same things so and now you're standing in other people's foot sand i mean what are we doing here what what what, what is what, what how did we get to this there has to be a better way yeah they should just pave or just a path right down That's on it. the beach this i would be much more clean. inclined to go to the ocean if a there were no sharks and b there was like pavement leading up to the ocean like if the waves were sort of rolling in over the pavement i might stroll out there a little bit but so we need to do away with sand and and sharks. Those are the two things that I'm worried about. Once we do that, I'm all in on the ocean. In the meantime, as we continue, a meeting I would give anything to have attended. That is next after this word from ZipRecruiter. The football season is always wild. Uh, the off season, especially, right? With all the trades and free agent signings and new coaching hires, teams have to be excited for the coming season. And if you want to hire people that you're excited about, team up with ZipRecruiter with the matching technology that finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within one day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The meeting next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. All right, busy, busy, busy. We are here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We have the breaking news about the big moves with the Celtics. Brad Stevens going upstairs, replacing Danny Ainge. Ainge stepping down from the front office. Brad Stevens taking that role. They'll look for a new coach. All of that surprising me. Uh, and then we have other breaking news. And I, in the scheme of things, this is bigger, although probably less interesting to most. Uh, maybe not. I shouldn't editorialize that way. The New York Times reports the Kentucky Derby winner, uh, Medina Spirit, the positive drug test has been confirmed. The Colt, trained by seven-time Derby winner Bob Baffert, stands to become the second horse in the 147-year history of the race to be disqualified for a failed test. So there goes that. So it does appear that that's about to happen as well. So a, a busy day with a lot of news out there, and we'll continue to cover it for you. Again, the Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas is on the way. I did want to make mention of this, a meeting I'd give anything to have attended. You know, I, if there's one thing that I think, if I am any good at this job at all, the primary reason that I am is because I am just a naturally curious person. I'm just interested in people. I'm interested in how they think. I'm interested in in the way they talk. I'm interested in the way successful people do the things they do. I'm naturally curious that way. And there's that great song from Hamilton, The Room Where It Happens. There's so many rooms where it happened in the course of human history and sports history that I'd love to have been in. And one of them came up yesterday on Get Up. I didn't get to it on the radio show yesterday, so I'm glad I'm here to do this. So we were talking about Patrick Mahomes saying he, his goal this year is to go 20-0, whatever. Mahomes wants to run the table. And that we had Teddy Bruschi on the TV show yesterday, and so I asked him about that. And he told us a story I had never heard. And that is the 07 Patriots who went 16-0. As that season went on, and we will all remember the last game of the year against the Giants and everything else, he said two things. One, that he never felt more pressure for any game than he felt for that last regular season game against the Giants, which is fascinating. But the second is, he said that the captain, so envision this meeting. Tom Brady, Teddy Bruschi, Bill Belichick, sitting alone in a room at a captain's meeting late in that season, and Brady... And Brewski saying to Bill, don't take us out. Don't rest us. We want to go for it. Don't worry. They had wrapped up everything there was to wrap up. Don't take us out. Teddy said that directly to us. And I asked him, I said it specifically this way. I said, I'm not asking you to betray any confidences, but did you get pushback? Like, if you're willing to talk about this, did you feel Bill was otherwise inclined to rest the starters. And he said that he did not feel that way and that what Bill went into it with an open mind and that when he heard that passion coming from the captains, and think about who we're talking about. This is Tom Brady and Teddy Bruschi. 
that when Bill heard that passion from the captains, the decision was made. What would you give to have been in that room? Just to have been able to listen to Tom Brady and Teddy Bruschi making their case to Bill Belichick. Listen, I want to make sure we're on the same page here, Coach. Don't take us out. We want to play. We want to go for it. The Colts, a year later, had the opportunity to do the same thing, or two years later, had the opportunity to do the same thing. And you remember, they started taking their starters out. They lost games at the end of the year. They let the Jets into the playoffs by taking their guys out. And Jeff Saturday still hasn't gotten over it. We talked about it today. But I'd give anything to just have been a fly on that wall to hear Tom Brady and Teddy Bruschi making their case to Bill Belichick. Coach, don't take us out. We want to go for it. Because it reminds me of the Jordan Bulls when they went 72-10, and 10, the last team I had covered, last team I ever covered in any sport, really, before I came to ESPN. They all said, it don't mean a thing if you don't get the ring. Fascinating stuff. I'd love to have been in that conversation. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more with Isaiah Thomas as we go on a day filled with all kinds of breaking news. Delighted that you're here. Stick around. Jam-packed we are. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.